May is just a month. And I know you're thinking, where the hell has this girl been? Listen, I've been in a birthday mood. I've been in a reflective mode. And I just hope that you'll accept that, okay? This will be the only episode airing in May. But let me just share something with you real quick. (laughs) If you've been a listener, you should know that Queer Eye is a show of the pod. Love it dearly, right? And this show has taught me many things over the years that I've watched it. But in particular tonight, season seven just dropped. And so I'm looking at it in particular tonight. I realized that tonight as in the day before Mother's Day, by the way, but I realized that everybody needs a group of people that are like themselves, right? And for some people, the lowest form of this for me would be a gang. But sororities, organizations, clubs, um, partnerships, there are, I think it's what I'm realizing, even for myself, is that there is an importance in connecting with people who are like you and not just unlike you but literally like you like for a specific thing that you have and for some people it may be okay I love sneakers so I'm gonna join a sneakerhead group or whatever I love motorcycles I'm gonna join a motorcycle club Listen, at the end of the day, (laughs) that is amazing. And it's important to find people who are like you in these distinguished likes or dislikes. Like, what if you join? Now, see, (laughs) we're getting real deep because what if you joined a hate group? But listen, this this is within the confines of humanity itself like now if you jumping out of humanity i don't like certain type of humans okay you're shitty fuck you but you know if you have a group where it's like i hate palpatine senator palpatine within star wars that group okay we can talk about that now personally i wouldn't join that group I'm a pro-Palpatine person myself. I know it's sick, but hey. But anyway, to make a long story short or a short story long, my point is this, is that I'm realizing family, groups, love of, love within a group of people that are like-minded is so important in your existence and your love for yourself because it's like yes loving yourself is key and you're doing it on your own but you also need something or some group or people who who aid in that realization 
for themselves and you. And it's powerful. And ultimately, I'm saying you should watch. Uh Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. It dropped real quick. But ultimately, you should watch. Um, what is it? Queer Eye. But just in general, there is such an importance on being with people who are like-minded. And it's like, wow. And it's like, yeah, you know, you have friends, but do your friends come together on this one thing that is, I guess, debilitating or... So I guess ultimately it's like, do you have people who, with something that you're doubting yourself on or you're struggling with esteem on, do you have people who can help you in celebrating that thing because there's nothing wrong with that thing? I think that's what it ultimately boils down to. But yeah, man. Yeah, man. Happy Mother's Day, okay? We're not... Listen, May... My birthday was May 9th. And it was good. It wasn't weird. And we'll talk about it in June, okay? We'll talk about it. But it wasn't weird like it's been in the past. It's been... It was good. It was great. And so I kind of been really taking a chill pill with my birthday... And the aura of of self within that time, May 9th. And um yeah, you know, let's let's celebrate the the girls, the guys, and the theys for May. So and the Taurins and the Geminians, <laughs> Gemini crickets for May, and you know, let's do it. All right. Got a lot to talk about. And there's a lot to talk about with May because it's like it's spring. It's things are happening. But, um, yeah. Let's embrace it. Can we just take a moment to highlight whatever marketing team advertisement company is in charge of Publix commercials. First of all, one of Publix's most memorable, remarkable, wonderful, amazing commercials, if you're not familiar, is the Valentine's Day commercial. Okay? The son is like, yo, I got a Valentine. I need you, mom, to help me make some cupcakes, cookies, whatever. Some desserts, some some products. From Publix. And mom is like, yeah, let's do it. And so they do. And next thing you know, he's being dropped off to school and leaves the damn cupcakes or cookies on the seat. When she's like, babe, you forgot it. Happy Valentine's from Publix, right? Okay, so that's great. We know that they have, you know, Public commercials are very family oriented. It's like, you know, <laughs> we put love in our products. 
every time I see a public commercial, I'm like, okay, are they gonna up the ante for the Valentine? Because the Valentine's Day commercial is just top peak, um, perfect marketing. They've done it. They they've done it. And let me tell you how they did it. So it's Mother's Day. You see, first of all, I love the fact that everybody in this commercial is brown because representation matters. And I just need, like, when they're going to do a black family in a commercial, I just need everybody to be black. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to be trying to figure out who's who among who. But anyway, just so I can feel represented. But anyway, so it's Mother's Day commercial. Young man, you see him. He's trying to make some some Mother's Day uh, meal or prep or whatever with along with some red velvet cupcakes or strawberry cupcakes with this woman. You think you think it's his mom. You know what I'm saying? You think it's his mom. And she's guiding him on how to make all these things and he displays them. Then in walks his wife, right? And she's like, babe, you know, hey, you did all this? And then she looks at these strawberry cupcakes or muffins or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, that's my mama's recipe. And now the audience, me, I'm taking it back. I'm I'm eye watery. And I'm like, what you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, Publix? That's her mother's recipe. And then the, 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 the commercial pens to the mom. And now she shook. You realize she didn't even know her own mom was going to, she was going to see her own mom on Mother's Day. She's a mom. She's holding her baby. She get a baby to the, listen, let me tell you something. Public's got to chill out. They have to, like this, and you know, they, they regular family commercials, like around holidays. I've teared up, you know what I mean? And, but I boo-hooed at the Valentine's Day one. But this one, the Mother's Day one, because it added, you know, they were all brown people, all Beautiful black people, family, black man loving his wife, uh, honoring her by by even being able to have great communication skills and talk to the mom and then making the stuff he's cooking. I mean, it's layers, baby, for this one for me. I mean, Publix was like happy Mother's Day. Y'all gonna feel this? <laughs> it's like, baby, I feel it. Whoo! Happy Mother's Day. Now, I'm about to hop around a little bit, but bear with me. So, y'all know, and it's been many mortgage crises, quote unquote, right? But the one from, I think it was 2008. And I was thinking, and the other day I was watching something, I was like, wait a minute. What if the mortgage crisis is essentially a part of racism? <laughs> now hear me out okay first of all if you're if if something is wrong and maybe you're just living in a carefree mindset that's great but just know that most of especially on the soil of the united states of america it's rooted in racism right so going back to the mortgage crisis that particular one what if the crisis was created because Mortgage company companies approved people who didn't have money even in the first place. 
And ultimately, the crisis was the catch up of people not actually being able to pay their money, the money. But a lot of those people (laughs) were essentially not even people were approved from the get go, even with them not being able to pay it because they were Caucasian. I don't know. There's something to think about. I mean, I know every now and again, I learn something, you know, I'm a black woman, Southern, of course, but I know every now and again, I learn something else is connected to racism or what, or discrimination or whatever words people want to use. And I'm always like, Lord have mercy. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, damn, you know, something as simple as, or the reason why a dam was built. And by the way, there's one that was built because of race. It's like, you know, it's wild. But in multiple races, minorities, races are affected by these things. And sometimes it even becomes a situation of class. And it's it's like, okay, the poor, even the poor white people... Caucasian people, and I got to figure out another word to use that's kind, but not too much revealing because I just, you know, I don't really want to, I'm not trying to make it racial per se, even though I am a black woman Southern, so it's almost inevitable that a conversation, something's going to flow about it, but, you know, I want to speak on it in a different form, but anyway, bear with me for today, but yeah, even poor class Poor class white people have been affected also from that those discriminatory practices, and they've been left destitute. Now I don't know if they know who's at the center themselves because you know part of also racism is just it's very distracting as well. So you can have different classes of the same race being opposing to another race because that's what keeps it going, if if you will, but. Cause it's all it's a many it's a many systems a many isms that are keeping us all down in humanity. But yeah, I was just thinking about that because I'm like, and you would only know the reason why I was thinking about it because I would only know because you know even though I was young when my mom got her home I was still aware of you know the processes and everything and I was like you know it was so like you know this and that. But I'm like, did everybody have to go through all that? Because I'm like, how do you even get a crowd where it's like multitudes of people? And most of those people, now I didn't see, you know, when they were doing the 2020 specials and things, I didn't see any really brown people. Of course, I'm sure brown people got affected, of course, of course. But I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Now, here's where I jump around. Um, And I think I mentioned this when I was talking about the time where I was watching something on 2020, but this, it, this is really, cause I just watched so many different specials and crime shows and stuff. I'm telling you, this really bothers me when, cause I don't really know what they're, what they mean by this, but when they're saying on these shows, like they didn't have a criminal history and I just don't understand like why, <laughs> I think it's because of how they're, maybe it's how they're saying it. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, 
you're presenting this. We didn't even need to know whether they had a, a criminal history or not, because now we know they're a murderer. So whatever history, you know, they had in the past is kind of irrelevant, I guess. But more so, they're always mentioning like, because I've even heard, you know, I watch a lot of this stuff, trust me. And, <laughs> or not trust me, but I've even heard like, where they will they will breeze over, and again, it's the word choice, it's how they're saying it. They'll breeze over the fact that someone did have a criminal history. Like it'll be like somebody who shouldn't even ever been released, and they were released, and then they'll breeze over that. They'll use two seconds for that. But then for the people who didn't have a criminal history, they'll pause and make this long pause and talk about how they never did anything bad, which isn't true because literally a criminal history just means that there's no recordings of criminal activity. It means that the register there has been no register of a person doing a crime. So their history, quote unquote, could be that they are very criminal. But the police, the the authorities, ha- don't have it uh, recorded to let everybody else know as a precursor. Hey, this person ha- is a criminal, basically. Because I'm like, we, Nick, you know, people. Excuse me, I was about to. I'm like people be having criminal, uh, having being criminals, people criminals. You know what I'm saying? Historically, it's like that doesn't mean just because no one wrote it in a book or they didn't register it or they didn't sit. You know, doesn't mean they not one. He didn't. They didn't have a criminal history. They did have a criminal history. Y'all just did. You know, I don't understand. I just. For me, it's so irritating. I'm watching this and I'm like, who are, why are they doing this? Why are they saying it like this? And I just, maybe they're, maybe what, you know, and then I ask myself, okay, what if they're trying to do this? Because they're like trying to tell people as a cautionary tale, hey, just because somebody doesn't have a recorded criminal history doesn't mean they're bad. But it's like the way they're saying it. That's not the vibes that I'm catching. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I don't understand. So, you know, y'all just be, when you in the streets or whatever, just know, be, just because someone doesn't have a record record of their criminality doesn't mean they're not a criminal. You know, it's, it's, I don't understand. Like, don't say, oh, because you, you look up someone and this is man, woman, or child. And because you're there, have a clean quote-unquote record that they're not a danger to society that doesn't mean anything like let's not let that be a a determining factor with people proceeding interacting with others you know it's other things where you actually have to get on the ground and start asking people questions and then you know behaviors will be revealed but a damn record i'm sorry that just really got me like listen all right I'm sharing one of my dreams with y'all. It, it is what it is. Now, listen. I'm a dreamer person, maladaptive or otherwise. And so, it's always interesting when I don't have a dreaming cycle. But I've recently come into one. And I'm, I think everybody is always like, you know, if they dream and have like vivid dreams when they do and they can remember a little or whatever you know they're trying to write these things down or whatever but finally I think I'm really in a a season where I'm in a dream cycle and I'm also being able to write them down 
So that's good. Anyway. Okay. So, and this is a thing about dreams. Like you really have to do it right then. Cause then sometimes like this, I don't know if y'all have ever dreamed, knew that you dreamed and then it hits you like an hour later. Oh, I dreamed, you know, this, this, and this. And then you forget in that moment, like, okay, write this down or whatever, you know? So sometimes I have that versus the, ooh, I drink, I'm waking up from this weird dream. Let me write it down right now. Um, But anyway, so I forget some of the details. I forget who I was with. It was someone who I was close to, but not like a, like a best friend or a family member, right? We're in the car. We're pulling up to this convenience store breakfast spot. Never seen it. Like it's never... Um, it wasn't a place because a lot of times you'll dream of familiar places. Like if you often go to Walmart, like somehow Walmart, (laughs) your favorite Walmart will be in your dream, right? So this was just an unfamiliar, like bistro coffee convenience store environment. It was like all in one, but it was a natural one. It was one that had, you know, your, your almond milks and your, uh, cookies with no, um, what's that stuff that people think is they're allergic to gluten, gluten-free cookies or whatever. So we're in there and whoever it is, they're a female, I think. Yeah. And we're in there getting stuff. And somehow I thought I was going to be, it was like in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to treat both of us to our big stuff. But then somehow she ended up quickly paying for her own stuff, right? So I started picking up stuff and I'm like, oh, this is great. And it's all natural and everything. But I'm looking at the price. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, you know, and you know how when you're at those natural places or whatever, they're increasing the price. The prices are increased. So I find it was weird, like a breakfast nacho circular situation or taco, something like that. It was weird, <laughs> but I, I got that. Then I got a sandwich. Then I found like something where I found these cookie donuts. And they were like flavors that I would be like, yeah. Because what I was looking, I remember it was hit me while I got, I got in line. But then I was like, oh, I really, really want a brownie. I was like, I got to get a brownie, right? So I'm going to the back and it's kind of ghetto and, and shit. And it's like them little, um, what's the things called? And that was so clear as day. The little brownies that are like the Debbie cake kind of brownies where they have the little pieces on top of them. And I'm like, I don't want no, you know, fudge brownie that's cheap and, you know, three cent or whatever. Or, you know, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, they're really cheap looking and tasting. And so then somehow like the 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 store expanded within itself. And then I was able to see like, oh, they have really nice brownies and one of the brownies was close to the to the woman at the register and then another then I started moving around I'm like oh snap they got like these cookie donuts and it was weird it was like carrot cake but dark chocolate mixtures it was very intricate strange flavor so I picked up some of those and so finally I get to the lady and like the way she bags it she I'm helping her bag and she's bagging some, but I'm not paying. I'm only taking out certain things from the bag to pay for basically. 
And it was weird because I basically didn't even pay for all of the stuff. And I was like, okay with it. I was like, yeah, I'm finna take some of this stuff because it's expensive. And I was just like, what? It was just weird. And like, I was, but I then somehow I was holding the person's bag that I was with to, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, sometimes you dream stuff and you're like, what's going on? Am I craving brownies? Is that what? Is that what I gained from this? That I'm craving brownies so much. They've infiltrated into my dream world, you know? But I just thought that was interesting. And I didn't pay for most of my stuff. But I got so much stuff. And I was even shocked that I had got that stuff. And I was okay with technically stealing. Because she didn't check the bag. She was just like, you know, you're good to go. Once I paid for what I had paid for. And even made a comment like, yeah, I noticed you you were on your way to the register, but you came back. I mean, you um, went back to see what those brownie cookies, I mean, what was it? It was like a bagel cookie were about. And I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> I don't know. what I just had to, I said, you know, sometimes maybe you got it. You never know. Something could hit something and somebody else was dreaming about uh, bagel cookies. And, you know, or maybe that's a business venture. I don't know. But I just had to share because I'm like, some of these dreams just are so. They're so unordinary. I mean, they're so ordinary, yet fascinating because they're different from anything that you would ever be doing or be trying to do and. You know, sometimes people say, oh, maybe it's the parallel universes and shit or whatever. But, yeah, that one just, it was it was one that I've dreamed recently that didn't kind of over perplex me. Because some of them, you just like, yo, what? Another thing, I think dreams are intriguing in general. And I think it's it's very interesting that some people are like, dreams mean nothing. And, um... And there's layers even to the dreams mean nothing crew because it's like some people like dreams mean nothing. They're just like a um, accumulation of everything you've seen and heard over time within the day or the week. Right. And then some people are like dreams mean nothing like it's just whatever. But um, as a person who believes in everything and nothing at the same time, dreams are going to mean something to me. Like if they mean nothing, that's great, too. But I just have a feeling that. Especially because I've had um, predictive, what do they call that? It's not predictive dreams, but I've had dreams that were people that I've never met before. I eventually end up meeting and stuff like that. And that's why I think people are always, people do internalize dreaming or like, you know, write everything down or whatever, because you never know. And then, you know, when you reread it, you like, damn, like that, that happened. Or I met someone who looked like that. But anyway, what I was leading up to or trying about to talk about is people in dreams. And I, one pet peeve I have with dreaming is like when someone shows up in your head that you either don't want to think about or that so was like a character in your or is a person in your real life where you're like, why are they in my dream? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't like them. They don't like you or maybe they're a fleeting person of the past or maybe it's like an old classmate that you just you're you never even talk to but you just like know their face 
and they're just showing up in your dream as like a, a damn near dynamic character. And you're just like, what's happening? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that about? As I always wonder, like, especially when you haven't thought about or seen this person in years, like, and I'm talking about like five years to 10 years. And you're just like, why are you showing up so vibrant or whatever? It's weird, you know? And so that's just one of my dreaming pet peeves. And I always wonder, like, what does that mean? But also, like, are they dreaming about me? What if I'm showing up in they shit? Like, what if we're just showing up <laughs> in our in our own, you know? Um, but yeah, the world of dreaming, man, I tell you, it's, it's vast and it's, I love it. I, I encourage y'all and you know, everybody, well, science says everybody is dreaming no matter if they remember it or not. Right. But I encourage people that if you are dreaming, if you can be aware to write it down. And I think I've seen somewhere like different tips is how you always remember even before you go to bed. Like if I dream, you tell yourself, if I dream it at night, I'm going to write it down as soon as I wake up. And that basically lays in your conscious. And then, you know, when you wake up, you're more prone to writing down your dream. But, um, yeah, I, you know, write down your dreams, uh, preferably its own dream books. That way, when you go back, you're not flipping through other material. But I have to put it in my regular journal because if I separate it, then I won't, it won't, do, I can't do it. But maybe one day I'll get there when I separate it. But yeah, write down your dreams, man. You know, relish in it. And it's, oh man, it's so many layers. I wish I could really... I might, you know, of course, there's time to talk about other parts about dreaming, but and and really go into depth with like maybe some books or something referencing references, referencing some books or something. But another aspect of dreaming and it's connected to like astral projection, but it's also being able to control your dreaming. So, again, there's the talking to yourself before you go to bed, you know, even commanding your conscious and unconscious, you know, this is what I want to dream about or this is what I want to see or whatever. And, um, you know, and that's parallel to astral projection, which is another totally different thing. But to me, if we doing, you know, different, if we're doing a circle graph on dreaming, astral projection, I'm sure is one of the circles, but yeah, so dream on, dream good things, you know, and in dreaming is nightmares, and hey, you know, write those down too, for sure, because nightmares, one thing I've learned over time, when I was, well, when I was younger, I had, and some people have this, a dream that kept current, a, a nightmare that was reoccurring, and, you know, it was really like a, def- it was a life lesson type thing happening where I ended up defeating the nightmare. And I think that was, you know, one of those moments where you're like, wow, this stuff is really powerful. But yeah, write down your nightmares. I mean, but yeah, I just, y'all. And then one thing that's recently 
because I'm writing it, I'm kind of finding the joy of writing it down now. I'm noticing different things about the dreams. And like lately, as of late, the dreaming from April until now, the colors and the faces and the certain images of the things in the dream are so vivid. Like sometimes dreams are kind of hazy and you're like, you know, like you can, it's it's very vague in general. You see people or whatever. You're like, was that so-and-so or did I have to hop over that fence or whatever? But sometimes it's like, no, I saw the fence. The fence was royal blue and it had little specks of orange, you know, and you're like, damn, like I really saw this fence or I really saw this person where you can like describe how their eyes were and you can like hear sometimes like I don't hear the person's voice like I it's like my in my dream I'm conscious that the person is talking to me but can I hear their voice no I can't but sometimes I'm dreaming again as of late everything's been very vivid I've been able to literally hear that person's voice like even if I don't know the character and that they're just a I forget what somebody called them but basically they're just like a sim character um I can still hear their voice but like recently like the person's voice was like to down to their laughter I was like what's going on so yeah y'all write down your dreams <laughs> I spent way too much time on this but I'm telling you dreaming is a crazy concept and a wild thing they still don't even know everything about it that's why I'm like weirded out that people are like you know dreaming don't mean shit I'm like listen if you don't want to deal with your dreams and shit, that's on you. But listen now, some of us out here, I, you know, we got, we're touched by the dream world. Okay. Have y'all noticed how people who have a lot complain a lot? Am I tripping? Have I talked about that before? Quick side note. Um, a big secret. I don't listen <laughs> to the episodes. Go back and listen to the episodes. So sometimes I do forget what I've said. And even though I have kind of like an outline of what I want to talk about, sometimes I get so off track that what's in the notes and what I actually said may be different. And so I would have to go back and listen to everything just to know like okay did I say that but listen I've noticed that I've made that observation and nowadays and I think this just comes with eight the age of me being a person who's always been observant which I laugh because every time people say it it's like are they <laughs> but um I think at this point of my observational errors, um, and that's error E-R-A, is I just think I write down the observation and I want to deep dive into it because I think that's very interesting. And <clears throat> it's like, now me, I, I, of course, everybody has a moment of complaining, lamenting, boom, boom, cat. But I personally get irritated with myself when I complain because I hate the sound of it. And so I can't be a complainer if that's the key to success. But I'm very intrigued by that. I, I the peak, like certain people, 
who have things that I probably would would have wanted or may want or something like that. I'm like, wow, they're doing great or whatever. And then they'll be talking and they'll be complaining. And I'm like, what? Like, for example, and I'm going to, you know, I try to do my very own vague way of describing things without saying too much, but there's this, um, we'll just say internet sensation. And they were having a conversation amongst buddies on a vid and they were talking about the success of something that they had recently, but they were saying how they really didn't want that success because they wanted success in something else they were doing. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I would be so grateful to have a success. And even if I was like, damn, I wish I want to be able to do something else. I wouldn't even really care per se, or even be fun. I was just comparing like basically what those people are saying, what that person said and how I would process that if I were in their shoes, basically. And I was just like, wow, this is this, that's interesting. And I don't know what to do with that information. I've written it down. You know, I've tried to journal it. Um, but I'm just like, yo, like, what is that? And it, and I'm looking around and everybody I know who's like got things or whatever. And again, it could be things I want for, my, for myself or just things in general or what I think would be something to just be so grateful for. You don't even have room to complain. They're complaining constantly, constantly. Like, it's crazy. And I'm like, is there a connect? Like, is there a frequency, spiritual frequency of <laughs> that they're like tapping into where it's like if you complain the universe is like, oh, that's not good enough. You know, well, let me find something. Is that what's happening? I just can't do it. I mean, this is the most complaining I've done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just, and I don't even know if that's really complaining because I'm just more in awe of the observation. I'm just like intrigued by it. I'm fascinated that people, that there is a connect. I mean... It's just interesting because when I think about like the poorest person I know, besides myself, of course, I'm like, they don't even complain. And that's just like, what is her connection to poverty and the lack of complaining? I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like something's there, you guys. And I just want to know, like if y'all know a book, email your girl, holler at me on Twitter or something like, or something to explain this. Like I know there's probably some old philosopher or something who's tapped into this too. I can't be the only one that's made this observation, but I'm telling you, just think about it. I'm asking you to think about it. Think about the person you, the most successful person, you know, have you ever heard them complain before? And if so, how much it's, there's something there. There's something there. What is it? That's the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, okay? Please follow the podcast on Twitter or Facebook. It's really better if you follow it on Twitter. The Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. You can email with any questions, qualms, or concerns. 
cotton candy cloud pod at gmail.com. Okay. This is the only episode once again for May. June 1st coming back. I hope you'll tune in. I hope you love me enough. <laughs> we'll talk about everything because I do have more to say about the little breaking absence. Um, and there's just so much more, you know, to work on with things in terms of pods and social media, etc. But thank you so much for listening to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. I love you. Like and subscribe. When your head is in the clouds, there's always something sweet to think about.